Happy Thursday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. The following is the live call-in show from this past Sunday night, December 10th, 2023. I'm flying solo during this show, but no problem because we got some great calls. And we discussed marathon weekend prep and some logistics about uh, maybe getting over to Trader Sam's and how that might work out for somebody that's never been there. Is it worth all the hassle? When should you get there for that four o'clock opening so that you can prioritize getting in there? Also, we get a great mini trip report for a guest and a listener who was just down there with his daughter's dance group. They got to dance over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. They got to uh, be in a parade going down Main Street, USA. We get a great review of their stay over at Port Orleans, Riverside. Just a fun trip. Got to see Fantastic for the first time. What did they think? We also get some thoughts on Epcot and all the changes that have just been uh, debuting over the past 10 days or so. And great discussion on that. What do these changes mean? And what do we think about those as we see them via social media and as we get our first glimpses in person? So much Disney talk headed your way here on this Thursday. Of course, our show brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to help you plan that next Disney vacation for no additional cost to you. So check out all the details over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It supports the show, and it's very simple to use. All you got to do is click through beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you so very much to our patrons. You make this show possible. We could not do this without you. And you can support the show as well for just $5 a month. And you'll get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. So come on over, support the show if you can. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Patreon. Actually not, it's Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Gotcha. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the BOGP Open Line for Sunday night, December 10th, 2023. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com. And of course, one of the senior agents. And we are busy little elves over at the Magic for Less Travel. That's right. We are like, uh, well, kind of like the little Dennis guy on uh, on Rudolph there, the special if you're my age that you got to watch every year. I mean, I guess it's not as special this, uh, you know, anymore. When I was a kid, and again, get off my lawn, people. But back in the day, if you missed Rudolph, you missed it for the year. I mean, you were out of luck until the next year. I mean, you were bummed. Like, you knew, okay, well, got to get through spring, summer, and fall before you ever get a chance to see if Rudolph's coming to town with Santa and how it's all going to work out with Big Blizzard and the banjo playing Snowman and all that good stuff. So nowadays, I mean, we have it on DVD, but... We don't have a DVD player anymore, so that's a big mess. But anyway, we are busy as elves over at the Magic for Less, helping people make some Christmas and, and holiday magic for their families, putting those family vacations under the Christmas tree. And I'll tell you what, it's pretty simple. Our our uh, service is absolutely no cost to you. You don't have to go to the mall. You're a hero. All you got to do is take out that... Um, Take out your uh, your video camera on Christmas morning. Make a memory for the rest of your life. You're going to have one of those. Uh, you, you can probably make it a viral video if you want, if you're somewhat creative. And uh, you know what? It gives you something to get rid of, to get to look forward to the rest of the dreary winter if you live in a place like St. Charles, Missouri, where the weather just gets worse and worse for the next few months. Maybe you take a spring break trip. Maybe you go this summer on a cruise. Um, but it is it is kind of cool, and, and everybody appreciates trips. You get to make memories as a family. So that's just my little plug. It's very easy, and as we get closer and closer to Christmas here in the next two weeks, the less and less you're going to want to go to the mall. <laughs> and I still haven't done my Christmas shopping, so I'm talking to myself. So anyway, we are going to be taking your calls here in just a second at 407-413-9395-407. 413-9395. I want to put a couple of topics on the table that we might want to talk about tonight. Um, Scott is not here. He's got some plans with the family, so he's taking uh, this evening off, but I'm sure he'll be back next Sunday night to, to speak with all you guys so we can have some fun. But one of the things I want to talk about tonight are your thoughts on Epcot. What do you think about Epcot? We have the Walt the Dreamer statue has uh, debuted there in the new World Celebration area. I'm still going to call it Future World. 
we have that. We have Luminous has debuted. You might have saw a stream of that. Maybe you were there and you got to see the show in person. I have not seen either. It's getting kind of mixed reviews, but again, this Twitter kind of gets that all the time. So we could talk about that. I'm going to go through some headlines, and if you want, we may play some games as well. But I think we have a call coming in, so when a call comes in and I'm flying solo, I take the call so I don't have to talk for an hour straight and you don't have to suffer through that. So we have our first call tonight. Hey, who's joining us? Hey, Mike. It's TJ from by Chicago. Hey, TJ. Hey, tell my daughter uh, hello. She's uh, right downtown by the uh, the old Sears Tower. <laughs> I, I'm yeah, old. I, 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 I know we right where she is up at UIC. So that's right. Um, hey, saw your post. What is the perfect zero that Mallory's team got? It's uh, okay. So it's called a hit zero. Cause everybody strap in for 10 seconds of uh, cheerleading one Oh one. It's called a hit zero in uh, an all-star cheer or high school cheer. Cause it was their, they, they went to state yesterday, came in second in the state of Missouri. And when you hit zero, that means you hit zero deductions. So when a when a cheerleading squad goes out and does their their performance or their competition, you go for two minutes and thirty seconds, and the judges have these score sheets, and all they're looking for is for you to screw up like in a bajillion different areas, you know, for a back spot because my daughter she's she's a back spot, so she's one of the people that lifts the girls because she's tall like her dad, and she lifts the flyers and stuff, and you got to hold them a certain way, and if you don't, it's illegal. All that kind of stuff. So there's judges all around watching all these things. The flyers can't touch the ground when they fall. You know, nobody can. There's all kinds of stuff. So a hit zero is very uncommon. It's very hard to achieve. That means you got through your whole two minutes and 30 seconds with absolutely zero deductions. It's basically a perfect routine. And they got a hit zero yesterday. Cool. So that's when, when you see that. I know nobody understands that. And I had no clue what that was until about 10 years ago when I became a cheer dad. But that's. When you see that, it's like it's like a grand slam in uh, in baseball. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> so, uh, if, if Scotty was on, I could talk high school marching band with him because, like him, I'm a band band. So there you go. Yeah, I I appreciate it, but I don't know uh, much about it. But I can tell you what I love a good uh, drum line. That nothing gets me more pumped that's, than a good drum line. That, that that's what my son is. He was one of the uh, captains of the drum line this year. So. <laughs> I love it. Love it. I love it. There's nothing that brings the atmosphere up at a football game or a high school event that a good uh good marching band so i totally agree but i'm biased so. <laughs> um no i but i'm just gearing up for a marathon weekend four weeks from today for the big race so so what are you looking forward to at marathon weekend because i did see i'm going to go through here in just a second i'm just going to read some like um one of the things i'm going to go through tonight is I, I just went i typed in walt disney world and just hit news on google and just the mainstream media site headlines and one of them that was that the courses i think have been released for marathon weekend i never look at them ahead of time they're always the same i mean ever since i've been doing it they've very rarely changed but anything that uh that, that you're looking forward to any differences maybe that you've studied it, any advice for the rudders out there because i i don't even get ready well, to I, get on the plane i have i have not done a run disney race in 10 years uh just because with kids school calendars and everything so last time I ran the marathon there, we ran around the old speedway. Oh my gosh! I've heard ideas for what the course was. Holy cow! You just gave me you just gave me a nightmare. I remember that. That was the worst. I remember. Okay, so you did that because I, yeah, I did that too. Remember going into the into the track where you go down that super steep hill and like you because you, you went down it and then up it because you had to go under the I guess the grandstand there. Oh my god, that was wild. Yeah, I, I mean, I, honestly, I thought because it, it was in the front <laughs> half of the course, I thought that was kind of cool going through there. It was running through and where I I did not realize you could make so many turns. Yes, and go nowhere. Well, the problem was like so, my legs were like jelly at that point already. So when you went yeah. that when you went down that real steep hill, like I was out of control. I didn't think I was going to be able to stop. Like I thought I was going to wipe out at the bottom. And then of course you run down that track, you don't realize how banked that racetrack was. I mean that thing was yeah, super banked. Yeah, I was going around that. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that was, yeah, so, yeah, that was the last time that. I ran out there was then. So I'm just I, I'm looking forward to the race. This trip actually. Um, so my second daughter, it's her 21st birthday on January 10th. Okay. Oh, so the way calendars worked out that, well, yeah, we can go and she wants to drink around the world at Epcot. <laughs> and so then I'm looking at the calendar and realize that, well, if I leave three days earlier, I can do the marathon. So, um, doing, doing just the marathon, but looking forward to getting back down there and doing a race. 
That's going to be fun. Now, you're in Chicago, so have you ever done the Chicago Marathon? I've done Chicago three times. Yeah, so. that one almost killed me. I did that one time. It was, it was, it was it's the best race I've ever done, like race-wise, because, I mean, people always told this to me before I did it in 21, and people told me, like, there's going to be people on the course for the entire 26 miles, and it was absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, it was, it so was amazing. Was yeah, it was amazing. But the thing was, after running so many Run Disney events that start at 5 a.m., you know, it's January. It, it was, I didn't, I didn't start my race because, you know, there's so many people that do Chicago and I'm just, you know, an old dude that's not fast. I start, I didn't start my race until like 8.15 and it was a hot, humid day where it was like spitting rain and it was, oh my God, it was so rough. And then we just, we drove home yeah. that night, you know, cause we're in St. Louis. We could get home in four and a half, five hours. So I sat in a car then for, you know, five hours after that. Oh, I mean, it took me a week to like even just crawl around the house after that one. I just remember it was, it was a great experience, but I see all these lizards signing up for Chicago and getting all excited. I saw Tanja. She's so excited. She finally got in. I'm so excited for, her. but I mean, like that thing is giving me like PTSD, like nobody's business. Like I, I it was so fun and it goes right through USC's campus. My daughter lives right there. Like I'd love to bust yeah. right past her where she's living. But man, the thing, and I'm like, you know, three years older. I just think I wouldn't survive it again. <laughs> it was wild. The, the, the weather is always a big wild card with Chicago. The first time I did it, it was 34 degrees at the start. The other two times I've done it, it's been in the 70s that day. So, I mean, it, it's always a wild card with how the weather might be in Chicago in October. But it's a great, it's a great, it's a great race. I mean, it really is. I mean, it was unbelievable. You know, you go through all the little ethnic areas, you know, <laughs> The little Mexican area, you're getting, they're giving shots of tequila. And I'm like, seriously, like, I'd love to have one, but yeah. I got to finish this race, man. I, <laughs> like, you know what? It, I, it, I know it, better. There's like 29 neighborhoods to go through. It's, it's amazing. It was so, yeah, so, Chinatown. I mean, it was like, this is, I mean, there was so much to see. And I, the thing was, I had no, because I'm not from Chicago. You know, I think of Chicago and I think of Wrigley Field, the big, tall buildings, like Michigan, right? That's what I, you know, as an out-of-towner, that's what... I had no idea, you know, and I'm like, every time you turn the corner, you're in like a different little village and ever, all these people are so proud of their part of the town and they're out there, you know, showing off their, their heritage. And I'm just like, this is, and then, you know, after a few of them, you're just like, you are pumped. Like, you you know, what, what's going to be around the next corner, you know, that keeps you going, which, you know, if you never go to Chicago, that's cool. But you know, again, marathon weekend. Holy cow. It's like in three weeks we'll, we'll be there and you're going to, yeah. My daughter turns 16, uh, the day before I leave for marathon weekend, she turns 16 on the, uh, the second of January. So, uh, yeah, we'll be celebrating cool. then I'm bolting. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. It should be a fun one though. So let's pray for some good weather down in Florida. Cause again, it could be sketchy down there too. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. So, but I'm, I'm looking forward to looking forward to, uh, meeting some of the lizards since I haven't been down there for a race uh, since the lizards have been formed. So, Well, hey, we'll see you down there. And, uh, you know, it's almost taper time, and that's always a good thing. Yeah, good luck with the uh, final run. And uh, here you on the show. See All right, TJ, I appreciate you. You take care up in Chicago, and uh, we'll see you in a few weeks. Have a very Merry Christmas. You too. All Thanks, right, bud. take care, buddy. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, 407-413-9395. That's 407-413-9395. Getting ready for marathon weekend. And I mean, <laughs> that's the if you ever if you're out there and you're a runner and you want to run Chicago, I'm not kidding. Amazing experience. I it's still one of the coolest races ever. Uh, it was unreal, but it took it out of me. It was way harder than any Disney marathon I've ever done. The 26 miles went on and on and on but it was cool i mean it was way more to see than a marathon weekend race you might think you're running through castles you're doing all that chicago had more entertainment way than a disney race it was every foot anyway we got our next call thanks for calling in hey who's joining us hey mike it's tom from cleveland tom hey how's cleveland today uh cold I cool. fell. I fell asleep. I, I'm scared to ask, but did did the Browns win? I was, I was watching the game for a while. I know. Oh, you know what? I don't know. I've, I've been working all day. Okay, hey, that's okay. I, I'm a college football <laughs> I was, guy. I was in Toledo on a ship. So. Okay, all right. It's all right. So what's what's going? On? I appreciate you calling in today. What's going on? Nothing. Nothing. I just got home. I saw you were online. I figured. Um, I just got back from my daughter's dance trip. Uh, in uh, in Walt Disney World. So. 
that was pretty interesting. And I know you have lots of experience with uh, the cheer competitions. So, so, so tell us, I tell us, I'd just give a couple highlights. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. Tell us a little bit about what that is like as compared to a Disney vacation, because there is, it's not a vacation. It's fun. I mean, you're at Walt Disney World and you're having a good time, but there's a lot of demands on your time and there's a lot of different stressors when you're down there for an athletic competition at Walt Disney World. No, definitely, definitely. It's not, um, I, I, I thought I was going to have a lot more free time and we didn't. Like as, as the parents, I thought we were going to have a lot more free time and, and we didn't, but it was still awesome. I mean, she got to dance on stage. She was at the VR guest theater of in Hollywood studios, um, which was amazing. And then she got to dance on main street. I, I, it, it was totally different because I'm so used to planning a true Disney vacation and everything was out, outside of my control, which is very difficult. <laughs> you know, you, you have other parents, you have other family members, other parents, girls all, all wanting to do something. Um, so it was just, it was so hard to plan. You had to do everything on the fly, which was nice, but just different. I agree. I think that's um, one of the things that you have to think about when you go down. Like when we went with our cheer team for the four or five years that we did that, and we did all-star cheer, <laughs> is that, I mean, you know, the parents knew that I, I did this for a living, so they would, you know, kind of defer to me. But I also didn't want to be, you know... <laughs> I just wanted to be one of the parents, right? I didn't want to be working. I didn't want to be in charge of trying to hurt everybody around because we, I didn't have the final say on where we stayed. We never stayed on site. We stayed at a Disney Springs hotel every year just because of the logistics of honestly getting a, a mat. Like if you stayed at the all stars or if you stayed at one of the moderates, you could not have an on site. um, uh, Matt to practice at the hotel, but if you stayed at a Disney Springs hotel, they would bring in one of the mats into their convention rooms where the girls could practice in the hotel. So that was why we stayed offsite at Disney Springs. So it was more about the competition. Oh. It wasn't a vacation. We called it a business trip. So which I appreciated because we were there to win, not to not to go on vacation. This is where the competition was, which I get. But you're right. I mean, it is. You have to kind of even as a big Disney fan like yourself, it's kind of one of those things where. <laughs> You hear all the wrong information many times from the other parents, but you just kind of have to pick your battles, right? Sometimes you just got to go with the crowd and just like roll the dice and see what happens. Like, you know, it's not the best advice, but if majority wants to do something, let's just see what happens. You know, you, you probably know it's not going to work out well, but <laughs> let's just see what happens and hope and hope for the best. Well, it was it, exactly. And I, you know, my daughter, I, I'm kind of like in, in Scott's boat. My daughter's an only child. So just having her be able to go to Disney with her friends, like whatever they wanted to do, like we were just all for it. You know, I, I didn't want to impede that at all. Um, you know, w w which was awesome. She had, she had a blast. Um, but just trying to coordinate because, you know, we, we tried to hit some of like the highlights, you know, try to do Tron, try to do Guardians. And, and of course, like we just, you know, said, Hey, we're going to do the individual lightning names. We're going to pay because we don't have a lot of free time and let's do it. And I, I will say the blue tent people or the blue umbrella uh, cast members are amazing because, you know, we had like four families with different times for Tron or guardians and they were super cool about just helping us out so we could all go on it together. That's awesome. Yeah, um, they and it never so, hurts to ask. And those people can work magic. Like that's their job. They they want the guests to be satisfied. And you know, the worst they can say is this is above what I can do, but you are not the first person to pass this way to give that information. I love hearing that. No. Yeah, they and I we also learned um especially when it comes to like the lightning lanes for for Tron and Guardians or even the virtual queues. Apparently right now they're very flexible. If you are late, they don't really care. You just can't go early. Mm -hmm. That that was one of the advice they gave us for Guardian because it's very difficult to try to coordinate all of us to get on at the same time. Um, so if you can get there late, like after your your queue is called or after your lightning lane, they're they're a lot more flexible than trying to get on there early. That's good to know. So now, when when were you guys down there? What just super recently? Uh, so this was uh, this past weekend. So uh, we came we came home Monday. So it was at the fifth. Uh, 
We got there Thursday, came home Monday. Okay, so let me ask you, so did you guys get to spend any time at Epcot? Did, I'm trying to think. So were you there for the new show or anything like that? Or the new Walt, did you see the new Walt statue, any of that stuff over at Epcot? So uh, we did it. We did get to see Moana. So we went to Journeys of Water with with, uh, with Moana. Um, and that was that was a lot cooler than I expected it to be. <laughs> I, um, that that was really awesome. Uh, I don't, we, I think we saw Epcot forever um, okay. th- for our dance company, kind of uh, the, the one mom who coordinated it all. She got us a, uh, like a dessert party, went up to, to living seas, ah, one of those like private rooms. Yes. Were you in the room yeah. with like the aquarium and the piano? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love that room. I've been, I've been in there a couple times for events. I, that's what my, that is so retro. That room is so like, it's like going back in time. And that's my vibe. Like I, whenever I go to a dessert party, I always hope it's in the living seas room. <laughs> yes. And that, well, it was supposed to be somewhere in France, but it was, it was raining on Sunday night. Yes. So they, they, they sent us over there. Yeah. Um, but we did, we watched the, we watched the fireworks show from France. So they, so they walked us all the way from living seas over to uh, a little section in France. So we could sit down and have a private viewing. And I believe it was Epcot forever. If, if my Disney experience was right, I don't think we had the new show. Yeah, it probably, uh, I think the new show debuted on the fifth. So if it was before the okay. fifth, yeah, you would have probably yeah. known because the um, crowds were insane for the new show this past week. So you, you, I'm sure you would have noticed it was wild. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was definitely, um, I, I'm pretty sure it was Epcot forever, which was a cool show, but I think where we were in France, we missed a lot of like the projections and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was still nice. Um, and then like my, my pro tip and, and a lot of the, the moms and the girls followed me. I was like, I'm going to beach club and getting a minivan home. Oh. <laughs> we were staying at Riverside. <laughs> I was like, I'm not walking to the front of the park and fighting for buses. <laughs> See, it was that, a long day. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's such a baller yeah. move. That's great. Yeah. You're like, uh, that's yeah. for the and especially the, the girls. They were, they were exhausted because they, they started their morning at like 7 a.m. And uh, they got to dance down Main Street. So oh. They were um, they they were like the, the the first act before the the three o'clock parade down Main Street, which was awesome. So like, I'm, I'm you, get- you might be cool. Oh, she's I got to dance on Main Street. Cool. No kidding. <laughs> I, so I hope you guys got just tons of pictures of this, right? I mean, did did you get any like did did Disney Photo Pass do anything for you guys, or did you guys take your own? I mean, because I mean, our we it, our events all took place at wide world of sports, but they have like a third party photographer service at all the cheerleading competitions to take all the pictures. But I mean, how, how does that work for like main street and that kind of stuff? So, uh, so we, we don't know exactly. I, we've been told that like they have a third party service that will send us pictures and a whole video of the parade That's at some cool. point. Um, but we, we took our own videos, we took our own pictures. And as a matter of fact, it was, it was crazy because, so I, my assigned spot was in Frontierland because I started over by the old Splash Mountain, the new Tiana's. So I was I was stationed right in front of the shooting gallery in Frontierland. And then as soon as my daughter and her dance team passed us, I booked it through Adventureland down to Main Street <laughs> <laughs> to get even more. So, so I was that crazy dad <laughs> running from Frontierland through Adventureland or on Crystal Palace to the Aporia, to uh, Casey's and a little bit further down Main Street so I can get even more pictures. So um, if, if you saw me there last Sunday, uh, I was the idiot running like a chicken with his head cut off. Uh, you know, I was assigned. It's, I mean, it's like, it's like I mean, it, you know, if you, again, you got to be my age to get this reference, but it's like OJ running in that old, uh, you know, uh, rental car commercial, you know, through the airport. Like, look out. I got to get my picture of my daughter. You know, we got to get from oh. the shooting gallery up to up to Casey's. I got to get a shot. You know, this is a once in a lifetime thing. And it probably isn't. You might do it again. Who knows? You know, I thought the cheer thing wow. was going to happen once, and we got suckered in there like four years in a row. <laughs> and every year it got more expensive. So, you know, that's how that went. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was magical. And it's funny, too, because my wife isn't like the huge Disney fan, but she was like, were you crying as she's coming down Main Street? Because oh. like, like my wife was yeah. in front of the castle. She saw her coming through. My wife was bawling. All the other moms were bawling. It was, it, it was definitely, it was definitely, um, 
a once in a lifetime. I don't, I don't know if her dance group, I think her dance team does this about every four or five years because it's, it's so expensive. I get it. But it, it's but. so cool when that kind of thing comes together, right? You know, you're a Disney fan. Your daughter has a passion for dance and you get to see the two kind of merge. Uh, you know, it, it, it could only happen once. And if it only happens once, you're lucky that you got to have that opportunity one time in your life because most people don't ever get to do something like that. But if the opportunity arises yeah. again, how lucky are you twice? You know, it's, it, that's how I saw oh, yeah. it with Mallory's cheer. Yeah. You know, it was it, the first time I remember. I mean, this is just, you know, I think this is just kind of growing up, right? The first time when we went down there as cheer, and I found out we were staying at a Disney Springs hotel. I was mad. You know, I was like, I was so angry. But then after, you know, subsequent years, I was like, dude, we're still going to Walt Disney World. And we're still getting to watch our daughter cheer at ESPN Wild World Sports. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Like, just get over yourself. But I was such an on-site snob. And I still am. Like, if I'm going down for vacation, you know, I'd rather still stay at All-Star Sports than a Disney Springs hotel every time. But, you know, I'm getting a great opportunity to watch my kid. It, you know, it, it Walt Disney World. So get over yourself, Mike. If you got to stay at the B, you got to stay at the B. You know, you're fine. Yeah, yeah it was fun. And uh, I'm glad you had to go. So no. they, got to, they got to perform at the studios, though. That is super cool. Like in a theme park and Main Street. Man, that's like next level. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely next level. This was, this was amazing. I mean, she was at the, on the Beauty of the Beast stage. Um, and then it worked out perfect too because her uh, it ended right around eight thirty was when her like groups and like her section uh, ended. Um, they, they we changed and we went right to Fantasmic, and that was my first time seeing Fantasmic. Oh my gosh! And <laughs> oh yeah, We're, we are not huge fireworks family. We would rather leave the park and go to the pool, like towards at the end of the night. You get along with Scott, and That's it was Scott. really. Scott loves oh, night swimming. Oh, Scott's God. the king of night swimming, by the way, if you don't know that. Dude dude is a night swimmer. Yeah. Oh, we, we love it. We love <laughs> we love the pool at night. Um and then it's just also like I like we hate fighting the crowds. So we'd rather leave a little early, get to the pool, relax, ha- have a good evening. That was my first time seeing Fantasmic and I was blown away. I can't believe that that was my first time. That was awesome. Uh and my wife was giving me a hard time because I was like, we should just go back. The girls are tired. They have an early morning. My wife's like, no, let's just do it. A bunch of the other moms. And my wife was just, she's like, I, I looked at you the entire time and I thought I married a 12-year-old. Like I was. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what our, that's what our spouses say to us many times. <laughs> I probably heard that the, the yeah. past week. <laughs> yeah oh the, the, the dragon came out and i'm like ooh, and i'm in steamboat willie at the and on the boat at the end i was i was a kid in the candy store my wife was just like i can't one she's like i can't believe you didn't want to do this and then two you're like you have i had the most fun of everyone <laughs> i agree but it was uh it was awesome i was like oh, i gotta come back and do this again oh man i'm so glad you called because this is what it's all about it's about families making memories together because your daughter yourself your whole family is going to talk about this forever you're gonna have the photos you're gonna have the videos going down main street usa and i mean this just really just made me so happy there's by the way there's a reason why for our intros and outros we have the two best nighttime spectaculars of all time we have illuminations and the outro that was my favorite and we have phantasmic because by the way that's my wife's favorite nighttime spectacular so there oh. you go a little background for the show <laughs> that that's that's good to know your wife's got good taste. it, it <laughs> was yeah, it, yeah oh yeah it was awesome and um oh, yeah and we we were lucky we stayed on property so um where'd you guys say that that riverside oh yeah so how how was it uh did you guys did you guys stay in the uh mansions or you stay in uh, alligator bayou so we were in Alligator, uh, Alligator Bayou. Um, it was a lot nicer than I thought. Um, you know, we, we've we've primarily stayed in, in deluxe resorts, um, but it like it was it was it was a really nice resort. The only thing that kind of stunk was I'm so used like I wake up early, <laughs> so you know I let the girls sleep in. So like I'm used to being able to go right down to the lobby, get a cup of coffee, you know, but I had to go all the way from Alligator Bayou, go grab a cup of coffee, do something. But it was, it's a beautiful resort. Um, and my, my absolute favorite was the one morning I walked over to Riverside, not Riverside, uh, Port Orleans, got the beignets. Oh, 
brought I them s- back and I was a hero. <laughs> oh, dog, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, you are a hero if you walk all the way, especially from Alligator Bayou, because that's a hike. <laughs> You're at the other end. Yeah, it, <laughs> I was, gonna say, it yeah. was a lot. It was a lot longer. I was like, oh, this shouldn't be too bad. <laughs> if you're if you're at the it was like a lot longer. Yeah, if you're in Partier Partier place or I, I'm I'm not from the I'm not from like Louisiana, but that that one end of Riverside that's closest to French Quarter, I think it's called Partier Place or Oak Manor is kind of close. But if you're at that end of Riverside, eh, it's not too far. But if you're an alligator bayou, man, you're a hero. <laughs> I'm just oh. saying that is not close. And, but I mean, you know what? Right now, I might walk um, to Kansas City for a for a bag of beignets because they're so good. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, oh, and I saw was, they have like new. They, I think they have some new kinds. I saw one the other day on Twitter. Again, this is what I do when I'm bored. And like it had like a little injector of like um, like chocolate sauce or something it looked like a little uh syringe of something i'm like what is that and please tell me by god they have that in january when i'm down to run the races because <laughs> i'd love to have uh, i'm pretty sure they had it it was one of the specialty <laughs> ones uh but i but i, I i'm classic i'm so classic sick. nba fan yeah uh, spent a lot of time in new orleans in my career uh but yeah, it was, I, I justified it because I, I had to work it off. I had to earn those beignets. But oh yeah. <laughs> made, I mean, totally. So, so do the, so you have uh, some, your little New Orleans in you. So, I mean, do, do the beignets at French quarter, I mean, they pass the muster. They do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bell for that. That's, I'll take your word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I used, I used to do a lot of work down in New Orleans. Uh, it, they, they're definitely, they definitely pass them up. They do a good job. That is awesome. And they're surprisingly affordable. Well, you don't say that out loud. I mean, I mean, you're allowed to think uh, it. You just can't say it. No, I'm just kidding. That's always talking about. Yeah, wife. I know. Yeah, no, yeah. They're gonna <laughs> <up> the price. <laughs> uh, but no, it was a, it was it was an overall good trip. It was it was really it, it, it was fun. Um, kind of short. You know, we got there Thursday. We left Monday morning. But it was amazing. Sounds like a run Disney so, weekend. I, it's gone that you're there and you're now, gone. Now I have to work all that overtime. Yeah, for real. I hear you. Dude, dance, <laughs> cheer, nothing. No, no, kids are not not cheap. Any any extracurricular activities? That's why we all work like eighty hour weeks. <laughs> like we had a great weekend in Cape Girardeau. I'll be working a lot of extra hours to pay for it. But you know, those uniforms don't pay for themselves. No, and they wear them once. <laughs> I know, because Paige, my older one, she was in dance growing up with all the sports. And I said the same thing. I'm like, this has got to be a racket, right? They wear those uniforms for the recitals. Like, why isn't there just, like some company that just rents these things, you know, like and goes around all the studios like, okay, well, if you're just going to use it once, why don't you just rent? There's, There's got to be a better way. Like I, I said that, you know, 20 years ago, but I guess not. Somebody smarter than us, somebody that's uh, figured this out, is living in a bigger house than me. I can tell you that. No, yep, definitely. <laughs> yep, no, two bigger houses. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100% yeah, and I, and I can bet you they got a lot of palm trees in their front yard where I don't have a one, so they got to figure it out. Hey, well, I appreciate the call, and thank you for making this show so much better with those great memories, and I hope to catch you down in the park sometime soon. That'd be great to, to be able to say hello. Yeah, uh, actually, I, when, are you, when are you guys leaving disney world for marathon weekend so i will are, be are there, there sunday we'll see because i gotta go to disneyland let me look at the old calendar let's see january january i don't even know the dates i am going down on the third getting there super early in the morning for the expo and i am leaving on the 8th on monday oh okay so yeah I, so i'm gonna I have to go to Jacksonville for uh, so for a reserve conference um, that weekend. Uh, so and then what I'm doing is I'm ending my orders in Jacksonville and I'm driving down to Orlando and I got uh, Beach Club Villa. So I think the seventh is that Sunday. No, that's, yeah, Sunday is the seventh. That's a uh, marathon Sunday. So watch it if you're trying to drive around in that morning because all the roads will be closed. That's a rough one till around. No, I, yeah, I, I won't get there till probably eight. Okay, um, say, you know, it's rough. Yeah, because yeah, until about two or three in the afternoon, that's uh, that's that's rough going if you got a car until they open up the roads. But yeah, no, yeah, look for us Monday morning. You'll see all the lizards running. Most of us will be at the Magic Kingdom on Monday morning because my flight's at about noon. Or actually, my flight's at three. I made sure my flight was in enough time to get home for the national championship game. Come home for two days, fly to Disneyland. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> Priorities, uh, right? In the Magic Kingdom. I'm going to meet my uh, my goddaughters down there, give them a couple days in Disney. That's their Christmas present. And then I get to go to Disney. So it all works out. Well, sounds good. Well, hey, I well, figured, yeah, hope, if I'm in Florida, I got to go to Disney, uh, right? Hey, man, you're doing it right. Well, hey, say hello. I'd lo- love to see you on that Monday. It'd be great if I'm still vertical. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right, sounds good. You have a good one. All right, do take care. Merry Christmas to you. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. All right, 407-413-9395, 407-413-9395. That's really what it's all about, man, getting down there with your friends and your family, making those memories. I love to hear it, and I love just... uh Getting to talk Disney. It's so much fun. I love this show. And we have Eric, our good friend out in Connecticut. Eric, thanks for calling in. What's going on? Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? you said, I'm doing pretty well. You said you wanted to talk about um, the changes in Epcot, and it just happens to be my favorite park. Uh, I haven't been there to see the changes, but that's never stopped a Disney fan from opining on anything before. So, um, well said. Why not start now? <laughs> I love that's a great line. I love that. Yes, absolutely. I haven't been there, but I have an opinion. That's exactly right. Go ahead. Right. And, and I'm thinking about it in terms of what was there before. I don't think that there's anyone who is not saying that Journey of Water isn't a great addition to the space, right? And it took the place of uh, um, Interventions, which was at the point it had been basically a empty building, a place to stop for air conditioning for about 10 years. So I don't know that anybody's going to argue that that is not an upgrade. Let me just play devil's advocate there for just one second so we can have a conversation. Sure. So is it yeah. an upgrade as it stood three years ago, or is it an upgrade over what it was in its heyday, say in like, 1990 was like 1980s and 90s right i know so yeah you're right i mean it's kind of apples and oranges i'm just playing i'm playing devil's advocate you're right you're right because it wasn't going to go back to that yeah no i'm just being it it wasn't going to go back to that the the argument can be made that it could have and should have yeah but right now um technology changes so quickly um you could put up something that is like the greatest thing since sliced bread and then two weeks later, two months later, there's something else that's going to be there. Um, even social media changes really quickly. So if you're, Disney always faces this problem, right? If you're doing something that's supposed to be the future or the most recent technology, you're always playing catch up. Because by the time you get the contract signed, by the time you get it installed, by the time it goes up, you're already behind the ball. That's 100%. And by tying that area in with um, world nature, with uh, the land and the seas, acting kind of as a bridge between those two places, I think it works really wonderfully for the place. I agree. That's a good point. And also, I think we're in a different time where not only is technology changing at a breakneck pace, I mean, think about it. Like, even with personal computing, right? As I think about it, again, I'm a little... Yeah, I, I think I'm about the same age as our as our listeners for the most part. I think our audience skews a little bit, you know, older than than kind of the you know like the YouTube crowd. But I had a Commodore 64 growing up, and like you had that same Commodore 64 for like six, I, seven I had years. A Commodore 64. Okay, I played summer games in pole position. Oh my time. god, I played summer games so much. Dude, I still remember oh, god, that opening god. ceremony with that guy going up the steps and lighting the torch. <laughs> and I was always had yeah. the, I'd always had the epics flag. Anyway, so but but the thing is like you would have that same computer for like five or six or seven years, right? And it just never changed. Mm-hmm. And did you never thought twice of it and it worked fine. But I mean, think about like our phones now. You know, there's always got to be the next phone every single year. The cycle changes. And here's the other thing. When Epcot opened, it was about industry showcasing their latest and greatest mm-hmm. where that's a la- that's the last thing somebody wants to do is put out their latest and greatest where everybody can see it because of competition right apple's right. not going to throw out their latest and greatest for everybody to see because of samsung you know copying it or google or you know something like that it's right yeah it, it's it's a different world we it, live in nowadays and there were arguments that they could have gone into vr but disney put up those um those robotic arms, uh, Kumba arms, that yeah. was virtual space mountain. Mm-hmm. And it was the greatest thing since I spread for a few years, for, for a year or two. 
And then it was like, oh, yeah, it's a VR pod. I can go down to Dave and Buster's and hop in one of those. That's true. And the, the last thing that they wanted to do was have a large playground that's just an advertisement for Sony or something like that. So I think they, they can't keep chasing their tail with the technology, at least in, in, in that area, at least in the interventions model. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, again, it is hard to say, right? Because you're not, that's a battle it's hard to win. But do you give up, you know, or do you find a more creative way to to showcase technology without having to chase your tail and always be on the cutting edge, but you can still embrace it? Yeah, they, there's there's ways to do it, I think, but you're right. I mean, it, you can't do it the 1980s model, cool. you know, because they were trying to yeah. be on the cutting edge. You just can't be on the cutting edge because you're right. Things just move so quickly. You're right with contractual things. You know, the contracts move so slow and the technology moves so fast. You're just never going to be they, they just can't be in sync. Right. And, and if Disney had made it like a metaverse and VR showcase, well, that was hot for eight yeah. months and yeah. then everyone was, um, it, it died off quickly or the, the rate that social media changes the right. way, because, you know, there was a thing at the beginning of my school year, or maybe last year called be real that the kids were on and then oh, yeah. it died quickly. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, even like if you would have talked about something being on the, the blockchain, you know, for, for a hot minute, that was what everybody talked about. You know, everything was going to mm-hmm. be on the blockchain and they had to do somewhat with cryptocurrency, but not, and the, you know, that kind of died out and all the, you know, the, um, what they called them, the, uh, the, what were they? NFTs. Yeah. The NFTs and all that stuff. I mean, it's all you heard about for six months and then, right. They just fell and off. if Disney did that, people would be looking back and saying, remember when Disney had that whole NFT things? Oh, my gosh, what a joke. Exactly. You're right. I mean, so, you got you to gotta, you gotta watch what you, well, you know, you can't, you can't put all your, uh, your eggs in a basket there because you can get burned really, really easy. Now, there, there's an argument that Disney could do something more portable. Um, Disney could showcase things better in their attractions. Or, or a smaller type of technology showcase. But I just don't think that it was something they could keep up anymore. So Journey of Water ties in really well there. The middle of Epcot, where the Fountain of Nations was, um, the Fountain of Nations was spectacular. Let's, I just, there's no denying that, that was great. It was a lot of fun to watch. Biggest problem that people kept saying, and, and I saw in that section, was it was just, there was nothing else there. It was hundreds and hundreds of square feet with no place to sit, with no um, shade. They, they had to put in those big um, panels that they hung between the, uh, yeah, the two the, buildings. Yeah, kind of, yeah, like the, yeah, the, almost like, uh, the like big umbrella kind of things, yeah. Right. They're cool looking. So, I like so the way they like the, the aesthetic. Yeah. They, they had that pin trading booth in the middle and pin trading has come and gone, but they still make a lot of money on the pin. Mm-hmm. So they had a little outcropping from connections, I believe. And then they had the Starbucks and the fountains of nations. I'm going to say at least now there's something in that space. Um, there's places to sit. There's shade in what used to be a large courtyard. And, and that was all it was, just a courtyard that you would pass through. So I, I'm, I'm, as much as the Fountain of Nations going disappoints me, I, I gotta say that the front half of that area is better with planters and gardens and seating than it was when there was nothing else there and it was just pavement. See, I'm waiting to I'm waiting to see this in January because I am a huge Fountain yeah. of Nations fan. I love because I love the music. Yeah. The music was great. I'm a huge Fountains fan. Like we have a casino here in Saint, like near my house, and it's not big, but it's got those, uh, you know, like over by um, Imagination, those those water spouts mm-hmm. that are like, you know, there's a word for it where they stay like ropes, you know, and they come from all different directions and go to music and stuff. I mean, it's not very big, but. You know, they, it does a little show to music and stuff inside the casino because I don't gamble really. So we just go there sometimes and eat when like a family member has a birthday or something. And I just love watching this fountain. But fam- Fountain of Nations would have, you know, the 
water going up. But I, I honestly, I think it's a maintenance thing. And Pam kind of brought this up on one of the shows this past week, right? It's hard to to yeah. maintain any kind of water features, especially with the thrust they had to probably put into the water to get to go that high. And it was, you know, sprayed everywhere. And I, there's a lot of considerations. People probably were slipping and stuff. I get that. I, it, it I, looks, I will it, miss, it, it, well, they too, could have incorporated some kind of fountain in that area, even if it was a smaller one. Yeah, th- that's true. And William says laminar flow. That's what I, I knew that I, I'd heard it as it slipped my brain. So thank you, William. Um, but here's the thing, too. The other day, like when I first saw it in the day, I, I thought this was hilarious. And somebody did call this out on Twitter was that during the day, people were like, uh it's just benches. But then that night when everything started lighting up and changing with spaceship earth, and I was like, Oh, 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 oh. like Disney was probably laughing. The, the execs were probably laughing their butts off during the day. Like these people don't even know, like right under their feet, this stuff's going to light up in about three hours. Like it totally, like when that stuff lit up, I was like, Oh, 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 oh well played. Like that totally changed my perspective. I thought that was awesome. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Why can't they do spectacular for both? <laughs> you know, like, oh, wait till you see our lighting package. Well, okay, but that leaves the other 10 hours of the day uh, and some or more that we're not going to see anything in this area. You know, it's, it's great for walking out at night, I guess, in January. Uh, I'm sorry, in July. But other than that, people aren't going to see that. I think like it's better than pavement. I'm glad that there are places to sit because Epcot, you know, sorely needed that in the area, but mm, I'm, I'm, I'm reserving on that until I see it in person. I wish they could have added more water feature somewhere in there though. I think everybody likes water. I agree with that. I think everybody mm-hmm. enjoys, maybe not, maybe it's just me, but I think everybody enjoys a good water feature. You know, I don't know. I think people tend to skew towards, you know, everybody takes so many pictures over in front of the imagination pavilion. You don't have to have something as spectacular as Fountain of Nations, but I think you're right with all that foliage and, and journey of water there, just bring some of it over to, yeah, maybe have like a little stream or something. I don't know. It, it, there's probably a reason why not. It, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it though. I so who knows? Right. I think one thing that they did that didn't make sense to me was, you know, they had that large building that was going to be there, like the, the two floor building mm-hmm. on stilts. Yep. It seems like they just took that out, but kept the rest of the plan in that area. I, I, I wish they had gone and said, okay, we've lost this, forward face this focal point that faces world showcase what can we do instead because it seems now that all the focal points are facing spaceship earth that's true but again like william says i mean it was obviously budget cuts that they had to drop that yeah and i think you know i I, when, when i saw that they cut that building this is just me looking at it from an economic standpoint from disney's point of view that one had to hurt because yeah that was a convention space. You know what I'm saying? And that mm-hmm. was a place they were going to make money on because they were going to host big corporate events. That was a place they were going to rent out. You know, that was, you know, that was one of those places that was going to be big bucks to host all kinds of receptions, retreats. Um, I, I can't believe they didn't make that one happen because I would have thought that would have paid for itself pretty quickly. So that one was kind of shocking to were- me that it got cut. Just, yeah. they might have been just worried that we wouldn't ever get back to that type of thing. Um, I mean, they did keep something in the area that they could not do with that performance stage. But again, they have nothing that draws you further into the park. Instead, it draws you back out of the park. And I, I think they have to fix that problem there. Was that what Luminous does, though, to keep you there till nine o'clock now? I mean, if they I mean, obviously, when they design a new show, it's it's they think it's the latest and greatest. I think they did that with Harmonious when they made it. They -hmm. thought this was going to be something that kept every guest around World Showcase Um, till nine o'clock. And I mean, what have you seen it? I mean, what are your first impressions just from maybe streaming? I I haven't seen it. I I try not to watch the show. I'm the same way. I I, I won't watch it till I see it down there. in Small screen. No. So I'm not going to be able to give any opinion on that. Um, 
but I, what I'm talking more is like uh, what Walt used to call the weenie, mm-hmm. the thing that like pulls you further into the park. Right. There's nothing there. It was the Fountain of Nations. You want to go around the Fountain of Nations to see these beautiful things. And then when you get on the other side of the Fountain of Nations, you turn around and you see the American Adventure all the way down the walkway. Or you look to the right and you see um, Journey into Imagination. Or you look to the left and you see the Odyssey and there's more things to pull you in. Now at that spot in that area from like the middle of the, um, the middle of that courtyard all the way up until maybe the end of that building, there's really nothing there that grabs you and says, explore further into this park. But if you turn around, you got the Walt statue, you've got Spaceship Earth, you've got the lighting package at night. It seems like they designed an exit area without making a entrance area. That is a good point. That is a good point. Yeah, you get... You're right. It is more focused on out than in at the end of the night. It's leaving you. I mean, it is leaving you with a great, like a great last impression. If you leave through the, you know, uh, front of the park, which is a good thing, but you're right. That's fantastic. But I mean, they want to draw. So you're right. I mean, they also need to draw you in deeper, like, you know, with Cinderella castle at the magic kingdom, drawing you deeper into the park or at the studios with Tower of Terror, if you're going to go right, or the, the Chinese theater, what have you, Tree of Life over at mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom. That's a good point. Right. So uh, there's not much else I can talk about because, like, I haven't been there, and I don't want to, you know, step on the toes of people who have. Uh, that was a great you know, point. So a it's lot great of discussion. the reaction to a lot of things that Disney does lately on the Internet is, is negative. It, they, people go right to, I don't like this because I think, you know, we just have to have more people see it, have more people digest it and, and see where it turns out in the long run. I know I'm looking forward to going there. It's still my favorite park. Uh, same, same. And it's a festival park. I mean, it absolutely is a festival park. And I think that is too, what they're banking on is that people are going to be drawn in to, to their next festival booth. I mean, let's be honest. That's, you know, it is, it's, it's almost a 365 mm-hmm. day festival park, you know, so you can get to those booths, yeah. you know, it used to just be a world showcase thing, but now it's going to be world celebration, world discovery, world nature, everywhere you want to go. You're going to be able to eat and drink and uh, get your celebration started right from the get go. So, you know, that, that you maybe that building that they're still putting together there, will help do that. Maybe that'll filter people into the festival and then they'll shoot you out the back with a whole bunch of booze and you'll just keep walking around that way. That's possible. That could be the plan. Shoot you know. out the back door. Eric, get out the back door. We're going to shoot you out. Shoot you out the yeah. international gateway. You crack me up, man. I love Why it. Why does everyone try to kick me out the back door? <laughs> That's the story of my life. Oh my gosh. Oh. Hey. Great call, buddy. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great holiday season. I don't talk to you, but we'll be back next week. So uh, hey, give us a holler. You too. Take care. All right. Good talking to you, buddy. Have a good uh, rest of your school year too. Good Hang up, in there till uh, Christmas break. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We have time for about one more call. 407-413-9395. 407-413-9395. I appreciate William too out in Oregon. Uh, my pizza guy who uh, he is uh, definitely giving some great points. I mean, the executives at Disney, he's given them in the chat here, which have been on the screen. You can always check out the show too on Facebook, uh, YouTube or, you know, facebook.com slash beer podcast, youtube.com slash beer podcast. But the execs do kind of panic and they cut things and then things kind of look haphazard, like with that building missing in world celebration, it was supposed to be there right behind uh, spaceship earth. So it's not there, but I'm withholding judgment, but at night it looked really, really cool with the lighting package. So I can't wait to see that in January. All right, last call tonight. Hey, who's joining us? Hey, this is Eric from uh, Colorado. Hey, Eric, how are things in Colorado this evening? Oh, it's uh, chilly and nice. Uh, had to get uh, had to get some training in yesterday, and the uh, 13 miles on a treadmill is a little hard on the hips, I think. So. Oh, dude, tell me, I did, I did, I did 13. I did back to back 13s this weekend, man. I'm uh, I'm struggling like. And then I got in a car and we drove uh, three hours. So that was, that was no fun. <laughs> yeah. Getting, getting out of the car was no fun. Oh my God. You're not kidding. It was, yeah. 
Once I was in the car, I was good. You're right. Getting out when I got to the destination. Yeah, it looked like I was 95. So, <laughs> so what's going I was, on? I was telling my wife that's the reason I'm not flying out on Sundays. I'm like, I'll never be able to get off the airplane, you know? Oh, dude, I did that after my first marathon. So my first marathon in 2015, I finished. We went to Vietnam. I didn't even take a shower. Sorry, I didn't even take a shower until I got home that night. But because I had to teach on that Monday. So I finished the race. We went to Vietnapoli, had a victory pizza with like Pam and Ricky and Scott and everybody, a bunch of us. Went straight to the airport, got on an airplane. <laughs> Sorry for the people I had to sit next to. And then got home super late that night. Oh, man, I was oh, dude, never. You, know, you do stupid stuff like that. So you, so you do it once and then you realize, yeah, don't, it's not even worth yeah. it. Like if you have to quit your job, you have to quit your job. <laughs> exactly exactly makes total sense listen i got a quick question yeah. for you um have you ever been to trader sam's yes uh can you give any advice on i mean i'm flying in and i don't know if it's uh i'd like to get in there um either before the day i come into the expo or maybe the last day i'm flying out on tuesday any advice to get in there without waiting all day and or you know i don't know any any tips from your end so it typically opens, I think, at four. Is that right? I haven't been there in a while. But is that, is that what you're reading? Yeah. Four? Yeah, I, I read that, but I heard you had to get over there at like one and get your name on the list or something like that. <sighs> I mean, I guess part of it is, is it worth the trip? You know, is it worth the wait and the adventure to do it one time? If you've never been and you're a Disney fan, yes. It's, it is super cool. Yeah. I mean, the, the chat room, help me out here. Do you think, I think yes. For somebody that's a Disney fan that's never been in Trader Sam's, absolutely. Because... It it's like it's like being inside the tiki room on steroids where you can get a drink, you can get food, and it's super interactive, right? Because the servers they're part of the show. It's it it's almost like emerging. I doubt you ever went to uh the Adventurers Club in, in downtown Disney back in the day, no. Pleasure Island. No, I missed I missed that. I start I started uh, I started going when my kids were uh, in about twenty twenty sixteen was about when my kids started uh, let me go out there. Okay. So it, the adventurous club was like hyper interactive. Like you were just like walking around and it was mm -hmm. like being in a game of clue or something. It was, I don't even know how to describe it. It was whack. It was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like, I think it was so weird that people could figure it out that it was almost like ahead of its time. Um, it was like a dinner show. Right. I don't even know how to describe it really. I mean, I went a few times, but I'm like a theater guy, but it was just like, I'd walk around in there and like, it was like, it, it was like being in a kind of like Skipper Canteen, but like you didn't know if like the person was like an actor or if the person was just somebody that was really dressed up and just like Disney a lot. Like I had a hard time. Sometimes I go on cruises and I'm like that, you know, at the pirate party, like, is this a guest or is this like a crew member? I right. can't tell. I, I've been, I've been like <laughs> scammed by people like that a couple of times. But anyway, and the people in the chat are saying worth it. Um, but also people in the chat, give us tips. I would say if you go over by like, I wouldn't go over one. I would say you're fine. So how many people are you going to have? Is it just you or like a big just group two. or just, just two? two? Just yeah. me and my wife. I'd say if you go over by like 2.30, you're probably going to be fine. I mean, for two people. And also, because you want to be, you want to go into the actual bar. There's been times where we've right. sat out on like the lanai because there's an outside seating area too where you can get all the drinks. Yeah, I, I've been there. I, I have sat out there and I and I I did pay for the the drinks out there, but I I didn't get inside. No, you want to go inside. That's the I mean because there's like little gimmicks with stools and all kinds of stuff and like certain drinks have certain actions and all kinds of I don't give it away, but um, well Nicola here she's she's got a tip. She says Trader Sam's worth it if you can swing it on Magic Kingdom Day. Pop over at one, put your name on the list, and then. She says you'll get a call that they'll call you and then you can hop back over. So like if you're going to the Magic Kingdom, you can go, you know, I don't, I don't know how much time they give you to get back over there. But right. I don't Well, I did, you know, I just time is so precious. I only I get out there, you know, once every couple of years and I just it's like I don't necessarily want to spend an afternoon waiting, but on the flip side it may be one of those great memories that's worth the wait after because we finally been to the parks enough time that I'm Kind of, you know, the rides are okay, but it's much more for the experiences in the resorts and moving around a little bit that I'm getting into. So I think that I think this is the next step on our on our Disney fandom. Well, two. So what races are you running? Uh, I'm doing the Dopey. Oh, see, that's that's. A, but again, even if you have to like wait a couple hours and just chill, like at the at the Polynesian, <laughs> I mean, you're off your feet. You know what I'm saying? Like that would be something right. pre races that it would force you off your feet, which I mean, it's really hard for us to like slow down and not be, 
using every hour to go over to the Magic Kingdom and ride six rides in that two-hour window. But, you know, if you did this prior to the races, that's not a bad thing. You know, just maybe... Yeah, we fly it, we fly in it like... Uh at noon on, on that expo day on the day before. And I figured, you know, we have nothing else to do. Maybe try to do it then just go in for one drink and I can do a, I can do a 5k after one cocktail. You know oh, dude, I mean, there was one year I didn't realize I did this because I was with Scott. I always blame everything on Scott because he's not here. Yeah, so sure. I'm totally going to blame it on him because he didn't come tonight. But, um, no, but like we had dinners every night, right? Like at five o'clock the night before, every, every dopey race and every night I didn't realize, but we ordered a drink with every meal. And I'm like, I had a drink before every, like I never drink. And I had, you know, it wasn't like I had one drink and it was usually like a margarita or something, you know, like, sure. you know, one fruity drink. But yeah, I was like, holy cow. Because I was like, because the first night, right? It's the same thing. It's like, I can do a 5K with like a, you know, some kind of Mai Tai or something. I don't know, some drink weird place. So I got get this. Because I don't drink, so I don't even know what the drinks are. The people ordered them. And so... Then I was like, well, that's only a 10K the next day. So I did that. And then, you know, then I was like, oh, my back. And so then my back was hurting. I think after the 10K, it's like, I'll get that. That'll make your back feel better. (laughs) So then I'm like, well, I probably won't finish the marathon tomorrow anyway, so why not? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What's the point? It's going to be painful. We'll sweat it out, whatever. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, well, it's in God's hand at this point. So (laughs) let's just see what happens. So so what are you looking forward to at Marathon Weekend? Besides, uh, do Trader Sam's if you can. It is super cool. Well, I'd be, uh, yeah, we're going to stay at Coronado Springs. We've only ever stayed at pop, um, before actually, uh, last time I ran the marathon, I ran into you for about two minutes at pop. I was, uh, walking, walking out and you were walking in and I, I recognized you and said, Hey, and you greeted us and it was really nice. Um, I told you that, uh, um, I had a heart attack training that year um, right. for the marathon. And I said, uh, I said, I hope I do all right. Cause I had a heart attack and, and you, uh, you laughed and we talked for a few minutes, but it was, uh, and it's my understanding you're at Coronado as well this time. So I don't, I'm not stalking you, but yeah, hey, it, all all the cool kids are staying at Coronado this year. No, actually, yeah. I, you know why I'm staying at Coronado's? Because uh, I meant to say it, Pop, but I waited too long to make my reservation, and Pop was booked up by the time I made my. I'm the worst. Like I I book everybody else's vacations, and then I wait forever to book mine, and then I went to book mine. I'm like, right. well, guess I'm not staying at Pop Century this year because you know I'm cheap, right? But Coronado was about the same price with an annual pass discount. So I'm like, okay, I can stay at a nicer place. Because, you know, I, when I go by myself, I feel guilty, right? Because I don't have my wife and kids. Sure. And so I feel bad sure. staying at a moderate. So I'm, I'm, looking forward to, I'm looking forward to staying at a resort for, you know, that, that resort for a change with the, you know, the different restaurants that are there. And even just, even just being, uh, being outside with that, uh, with that nice view and relaxing, I think it'll be a good place to put my feet up and supposedly – um, you know, have some downtime between the races at the resort. You know. Oh, Coronado is a great place. Cause there's, the, the thing about Coronado too, is it's got a great, like the food court at uh, El Mercado has awesome food. So you can get like counter service food there. It's great. And great onside, uh, uh, onsite table service with three bridges. Maya grill is my favorite restaurant. You got Toledo. I mean, you got a lot of options. Okay. I mean, you said in the pool's great. The dig site pool's great. And it's got a really nice hot tub. I found myself in there for marathon weekend a lot too. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna rest my rest my feet there, hopefully. Um well I appreciate the call. All right, I appreciate you taking my call tonight. Uh been listening for years. You were the first uh you were the first podcast that I started listening to pretty religiously, uh, when I got when I get into this with my kids. And I I always tell people, um, you know, uh, I my girls are now um seventeen and twenty. But I, I started taking them when they were when they were about six, and so I had a had a good ten year run where we were taking them every other year and getting a lot of advice. And you know that that's a, I always tell people it's a short window with your kids when they'll when they'll put up with you taking them there. And and so now they have great members. I made I made I made fans of them, and uh, you know so now we're this is our first trip without our kids ever. So, um, but you were the guy, and your podcast really helped me with those years of uh, getting the girls out there and kind of not feeling like a, not feeling like a rookie when I was out there. So. Thank you. That means the world to me. I appreciate it. I'm so glad you're healthy again. And uh, I, I hope to see you at Coronado. Hopefully we can maybe share a soda or something. That would be great. And uh, maybe uh, see you out there on the course because we'll have four early morning. Share a bus ride, possibly. I mean, I'm sure that'll happen. And uh, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I'm cranky at 2.30 in the morning, but don't hold that against me. I think we all are. So <laughs> we'll see right. how it goes. But, hey, I appreciate you. You have a Merry Christmas out in Colorado. If I you don't too. talk to you, and I'll see you soon. All right. Cheers. Thank you. All right. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.
All right, that's going to do it for tonight's show, but what a great show it was. You guys came through, didn't even get to play any games because we got to talk so much Disney, but we'll do that next week. We can do that, do a little five and ten or have fun. But uh, Also, I just want to throw this in here. Rob, thank you, over on YouTube, says they text you and give you 15 minutes, so I guess you got to be staying in the Polynesian. Maybe uh, go to the boutique the little store, maybe up at the Tambu Lounge to pregame the, uh, the Trader Sam's or something. I don't know, but you better stay at the Polynesian. I don't think... I don't know if you guys saw on social media the line for the monorail. The monorail was struggling today. It was a huge line from the Grand Floridian to get onto the uh, to the monorail. So I would not go to the Magic Kingdom and look for a text. But maybe just it's marathon weekend. You're running 48 miles. Just uh, chill out. Just go sit in the lobby and enjoy those beautiful lights up at the Polynesian and wait for your text. That's what I would do. Uh, but yeah, good good calls tonight. Thank you so much and. We had fun tonight. I appreciate you guys. We'll do this again next Sunday night. So 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. Put it on your calendar. We'll get Scotty G back in here if he can make it. It's always better with Scott, and uh, we'll, we'll have a good time here. So join us for that. Don't forget our shows. Always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. We are going to help you plan a great vacation. You know the destinations. Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line Adventures by Disney. It helps support the show in the biggest way possible when you book with us. So please do, if you can, no cost to you over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link as you're scrambling for those last minute holiday gifts as I'm doing as well. If you wouldn't mind, please click through that link. It gives us a little commission and it goes right to our hosting and our servers and all that stuff. Pay, uh, you know, all the video services, all that stuff that we have to pay for. And that is over at uh, BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. Same for Patreon. That all goes into the same uh, bucket to support us. Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. And we give our patrons a bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. And this week, we're going to talk about those places that you can't. Well, if you're lucky enough, you may still get to go to the places that you celebrated the holidays when you were a kid. I'm not in that situation. My grandparents have both on both sides of the family have passed on since I was a little kid. Um, obviously, we sold their houses. Uh, my parents are divorced, so we do not have my childhood home anymore. But I have those memories in my heart of Christmas morning at my childhood home, which I wish I could go back to. I wish we, we always spent Christmas Eve at my grandma's house. I uh, can't go back there anymore. Um, and then we got to spend a few really cool Christmas Eves over at my wife's parents' house. But they have since moved, and I would love to go back there. So we're going to talk about that this week on Mike in the Midwest, but have some conversations about that. So that's kind of what that show's about. It's about just memories that I have, topicals, uh, conversations every Tuesday, typically. So if you'd like to get on on that, it also supports the show in a big way, just $5 a month. Just come over to patreon.com slash be our guest podcast it'd be greatly greatly appreciated also give me a follow on social media at be our guest mike instagram twitter slash x and threads would love to talk to you over there and until we get back together again hope you guys have an awesome week thanks for hanging with me tonight and here on the feed on thursday always appreciate you and please spread the word about the show and one more thing if you could Please, 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 please this week, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five-star reviews really, really help us out. And if you'd have five minutes in your week, I would sure, sure appreciate that. That'd mean a ton to me. So if you could leave a few kind words over on Apple Podcasts, that would really support the show. So thank you so much for that. I will keep doing the shows. I will keep giving my best effort each and every time. And I appreciate those reviews and your support. So thank you so much. For Ricky, Pam, and Scott, I'm Mike. Wishing you a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and... We'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.